Yo, people, welcome back to the E-Man Effect podcast with myself, Emmanuel Suko, and my lovely wife. How are you all? It's been a minute, but we're here, we're there. How are you, Mimi? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, I'm good. It's been a minute. How are you feeling? Like, we ain't been on the podcast for a while. Life happens. Life happens, like, and I definitely, I think, you know what? In life, you have to realise that as much as you want to do so much, like, you have to prioritise. Like, guys, I would love to give you this podcast every week. In fact, I would love to do it every other day. You know what I mean? But there are so many things that, that, that we're doing and things that have to take priority at any given season. Um, if you don't know, where have you been? But, you know, I recently had a book out and I've been travelling up and down the country with the book and doing all that stuff, as well as, you know, some amazing deals that, that all, you will all see that we're doing. You know, we're taking it to another level. Um, and I'm just so excited for all the stuff that we're doing. Um, and I just want to encourage you, you know what I mean? Like, I started this, I I started this, like, this journey trying to help my mum and my family. Then it was about, got to a certain level, like, I got to Barclays, made money, could help my family, and then it was like, okay, who's the next people I can help? Then it was like, help my community. And it was like, okay, now I'm going to help my community and get financial education in the community. And now we're getting to the point where we're helping the nation, like, and I always want to encourage you that, like, in what you do, if it's just, if what you're doing is just for yourself, you have a limited, you'd be limited in your return, limited in how well it can go when you only do it for yourself. But when you are doing it and your why is, is beyond you, is beyond yourself and, be, and you're doing stuff for others, the reach and how far it can go and how big it can get is massive. And that's something that I've kind of realized on this journey. So I just wanted to kind of share that with you, some words of encouragement. You know, it's not Sunday, but it feels like we at church. <laughs> so yeah, what, what are you saying? Um, yeah. Um, Lip gloss in that. I'm good. Just um, Your lips yeah, are really lipping right now. Very much lipping. Thank you, Fenty Beauty. No, this is not paid ad, but yeah. Um, yeah, just things have been busy. So we're preparing for our son to sit his sats at the moment. So we've just been gearing up for that. So just home life has been really busy. So we just had to take a back seat on certain things just to make sure that the kids are set and they know what they need to do. But we've missed you. We've missed you. Missed you all. So please, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hope you, we're, we're back now. Um, we're going to have regular episodes now. Um, so, you know, let us know in the comments what you want us to talk about. Let us know the things that you, you're, you're, you're struggling with, the things you're overcoming, the things you need help with, the thing, the topics that we can, we can discuss to add as much value to you as possible. So yeah, hopefully you enjoy the podcast. Mimi, what are we talking about today? We're talking about friendships. We're talking about friendships and the different types of friendships. Mm-hmm. And, um, Mainly because we have a, a, a little discussion in, about um, no, friends of, of a different gender. Do you know what I mean? But we'll get there. We're not going to... We'll let that. That's the juicy part, right? We'll get to the juicy part. So let's talk about friendships because obviously we grew up differently and, and, and obviously you grew up more on the move, living in different countries and so forth. So your friendship group is, you know, different to mine. So talk about it. What, what's it like, you know, obviously... Growing up in Nigeria for a part of your life, then the UK, then Ireland, then back to the UK. You know, what, what, what's it like when it comes to that? How has that affected your your friendship groups or what friendship means to you? I think when you move around, it's very hard to maintain friendships. Not because you don't want to, just because logistically it doesn't really make, doesn't really work, does it? So for me, I think moving around has affected my friendship group. And yeah, I could probably still call them my friends, but I 
or they're probably now more acquaintances if I'm being honest. Like, um, I think the friendships I've probably maintained the longer I was when we finally moved back and settled finally back in the UK. And those are, even then it was difficult to make friends. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the friends that I have now, um, I say they're who I would call, like if there was a problem, I would, you know, call them up and, um, you know, ask for advice and seek counsel from them. I think um, it, it hasn't been great making friends because when you go through a point where you're moving a lot, you kind of learn to not put your all into people because you don't know if you're going to be stable enough. So you tend to not trust easily. Um, you tend... Is that when you say not trust, is that because of them or is that because... you? Is that because you feel like you're going to be gone soon? So Yeah, it's it's a mixture of both. It's because of you, because you're protecting yourself, mm. right? Because you don't want to invest in something that could be gone. Mm. And then also, um, you learn, yeah, you learn to kind of see who is genuinely wants to know who you are or who's just there for a season or a point in time in your life. Do you mm. know what I mean? And so for me, even making friends now is not something that comes naturally to me. I still have to weigh up and trust. And sometimes I've been bitten because you think people are a certain way and you trust them and they bite you in the ass. But I'm learning to read cues from mm. people and to take account of how they behave towards me. And that gives me sort of like a green light to reciprocate. It sounds, yeah, I think that's how it is for me. But I'm lucky with the friends I've got. And I'm not close to making friends. I'm just very careful of who I invite into my world, I think. So, yeah. Mm. So that's very different from me. Um, as my wife always told me, and I know you make friends everywhere. Everybody's your best friend. You make friends at the bus stop. Like, non-stop friendship. Um, obviously, for me, I grew up in... In, in London, I grew up, I grew up in one, one space. I, I've got friends from primary school, friends from secondary school, friends from college, do you know what I mean? Friends from uni and then friends from work and different workplaces. And now, obviously, friends from social media. Yay! Boo. Um, anyway, let's go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness! So, anyway. Yeah, so I've built up loads of different, oh, and obviously friends from church, which is like they're the like the ones that I guess have been the most consistent throughout my life. Is my friends from church because we've grown up from Sunday school all the way till now. So, um, yeah. So for me, I love making friends. I love meeting new people. I love learning about people. I'm a people person. Like, I I love people. Like I love to to get to know people. I love to um, hear people's stories. I love to hear what they've done. I love to give them words of encouragement. I love to, you know, help people as much as possible. So for me, um, I, I love meeting new people. And so I've got friendship, friends that have grown over time. So I've got friends that I'm really close with that I've known for years and years and years. But then I've got friends that I'm close to that I've only known maybe a short period of time. I'm not really a person that me that says, oh, you know, unless I've known you 20 years, we can't be close. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so forth. But also understanding now that friendships are different. So for a lot of, you know, people that want to be your friends now, it's a lot more mutual benefit. Do you see what I'm saying? So you go from, especially once you build a platform and, you know, there's some considered success in what you're doing in life, it becomes different to kind of work out who's just try who's trying to be your friend and who's trying to leverage you. And I don't think it's a bad thing. What do you think about 
people leveraging people? Do you think it's, it's bad? Um, I don't necessarily feel it's bad as long as you understand what your, what your um, friendship is or mm. relationship or whatever you want to define it as. I think if you know that you're just, you, like, there's, there's different, I guess, I don't know, there's different ways of leveraging people. You can have a business contract. You know that it's a mutual mm. beneficial contract. You sign on a dotted line. You do this, I do this. We make money. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, there's obviously mutual there's friendships where, oh, I can use your connections, you can use my connections. There's no really a contract. It's just introduce me to this people, introduce yeah. me to that people. But I feel like with everything that comes along, there has to be, I think for me, one thing I know is for everything, there's set parameters, right? There's boundaries, mm. there's rules that, not rules per se, but there's just things that shouldn't cross a certain line just because mm. even if it's mutual beneficial, do you know what I mean? You know what you're in there for and lines shouldn't be crossed. I'm very much about, uh, I think I'm very much a stickler for rules mm. because it's helped me and got me through some really tough situations. So I've had to put certain things in front of me to say that if you're going to survive this, you need to behave in a certain way. And it's gotten me through some really, really tough situations. So maybe I apply that through everything in my life. And even though I meet people, I don't share stuff with them straight away. It has to be a while before I feel comfortable enough to open up about what's going on in my life. And I feel like certain boundaries have to be in place with certain with certain relationships because people, as much as they have your best interest at heart, they have their always best interest is themselves. Mm. So if you don't put a boundary to protect yourself, you might open yourself to people potentially hurting you in the future when you're no longer needed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's where me and Mimi are different. Like, I'm very open. I'm an open guy. Like, you know, I share my story. I share things I've been through in life. I share, you know, my, my failures. I share the things that haven't gone right for me as much as I share things that have gone well. Do you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm, I'm an open person. And, and not just Mimi, my mum hates it. Like, my mum is an African mum. So when I tell my stories, especially stories that have to do with us being in poverty or, you know, things not going right or, you know, my mum, stuff about my mum and stuff, she will go, hey, man, you are exposing us to the nation. You are taking our business outside. Like, and, and I respect it. And sometimes you have to, like I'm, I have to have this conversation where like I need to be able to share my story um, but obviously I still have to respect that there are other people involved in the story and everyone has their own things that they're comfortable being out and not so you know we have to have to be sensitive to the fact that there are people around us. Same thing with with, with with Miriam. Like, you know, sometimes I'll share stuff and she'll be like, you know what, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. Like, you know, and I respect it because as much as I'm telling my truth and I'm living my truth, the same thing is, is that she's got her truth and she's got things that she doesn't want it, want it to be out in the public domain. And I have to respect that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think we're very different in, in that sense. Um, and I feel like, you know, I feel a lot of things can be learned when open. Like, I feel like me as a person being open, when I open up to people, people open up to me. And that's how we get to, that's how I get to learn from other people's mistakes, other people's wins, other people's mentality. Like, I feel like being open a lot, I, I'm open so people feel comfortable to to share, especially being a financial advisor. You know, we are we are taught as advisors to be open and to, to be able to ask open questions and open people up so that they feel comfortable to share their, their, you know, things about finance and money that people might feel like, 
is personal and they wouldn't want to say. So we, we, we naturally have to have that kind of um, warm, welcoming, opening, embracing spirit and energy to people to make them feel like, okay, I can tell this guy my truth. I can tell him what's really going on. People, some people have told me stuff when it comes to their money, their finances and, and their life that they, they haven't even told their own partner. Do you know what I mean? And, and so that, that comes with your personality and who you are because people have to trust in you. And these are people that may be meeting you for the first time. You know, they, they've booked a meeting, they're, they're meeting you for the first time and now you're asking them to lay bare their, their deep and dark, darkest secrets. So I guess that's where my open energy comes from my career and what I do as well as just me as a person. Yo, my people, if you're liking the podcast, liking the juice and the source that we're providing, then make sure you share. Don't be selfish. Don't be keeping it to yourself, keeping all the good stuff like a hoarder. Oh, and no. share it out. Let the people never know and keep it out there. Where can they find us, baby? You can find us on Spotify, Apple and Amazon. Please follow us. Thank you. Blessings. Yeah, um, yeah, we're, we're 100% definitely different in that sense. I guess maybe what he does as a career um, leans towards him being open. And obviously within the confines of business and stuff, I feel like that's fine because you need your clients to be truthful with you if you're going to really try and help them. Because if you're hiding stuff, mm. they're not going to know the whole picture and have the best way to advise you. Um, and yes, Emmanuel is a loving person and he's someone who embraces people mm-hmm. um, quite openly. And um, and that's one of the things I love about him because he just has a lot of love to give and to share and to help people. And, you know, from when I met him, I knew that his passion was to help every, like help as many people as he can. But you think I do too much? Just, I just, think, let's get yeah, he does it too much. <laughs> He does. He crosses boundaries all the time, mm-hmm. and it's an it, it's something that we. To be fair, it's not like this is the first time. This is stuff that's happened throughout our whole our marriage, even before we got married. Him just going above and beyond to the point sometimes where it was to his detriment, and we've spoken about it. And I think to be fair, we'll probably still keep speaking about it till we're in our sixties because the brother don't learn. But yeah. <laughs> No, I think, and and I agree, you know, um, I agree. There are times where, for example, I'm the type of person that will, like, especially, like, when we first got married and I was younger, I, I had a lot of youngers, um, younger, younger age group people that were around me and so forth that I'd talk through, um, you know, after you finish Sunday school, when you start going college and stuff, stuff like that. Um, so, I had, I had, I had taught them and, you know, trying to help them navigate the world with Christianity and, you know, being in the world and, and so forth and try and give them advice. And, and we kind of grew really close. And so we would, like, I would go out, for example, and I might bump into a few of them and, you know, they might not drive and I would end up driving half way around London to drop them all home in the middle of the night and then end up getting home at like two in the morning or three in the morning and I've got to wake up early to go and do something and and stuff like that. I'll, I'm very extra, you know, whether it be help them with money, help them if they've got issues, take them out, did it, like very much involved. I'm, all, I'm very much involved. Um, and then I'm the type of person, I enjoy helping people. Like I just enjoy, I enjoy trying to, to help people. Now, obviously I've had to learn that you can't help everybody one-to-one. 
you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to learn to help people from a distance. That's what you do through the content, through the podcast, through all the different working with other brands and working with other people to, to try and get the knowledge out there, get the message out there, help and support people on a wider scale. Do you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm also someone that if I see a, a project, I call it, you know, if I see someone who I feel like I can help them get to where they want to be, it's just a matter of guidance and support. You know, I'll take them under my wing and do that and support them and help them go um, and really invest in somebody. Do you know what I mean? And I guess, like I, like Miriam knows, that I, that comes from people investing in me. When I, when I was younger, I had people who, remember, I lived in East London. My church was in South, South East London. Um, and people, and I had, you know, youth leaders and people that would come drive to East to pick me up and, and they live in Southeast. They live in Southeast. They'll drive from Southeast to East and then back to Southeast to, to take me to church and or take me to events and then drop me back. And, you know, or it would be, we, we would go out and, you know, go, go to an event and it would finish late and, and we're in South and they would drive me to East and then drive back. Like they would drive past their house to drop me home. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, for me, I feel like this is my way of people had taken time to invest in me this is my way of investing in other people and doing and, and just passing that cycle down. And and guess what? I've done that. And a lot of these young people that I've done that to, they now do that to another generation. Why? Because somebody done it to them. And 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 for me, that's when I was helping them, that's what I was saying. I don't want nothing from you. I don't want, you don't have to pay me. You don't have to. All I want you to do is make sure that when you're up, someone comes to you for some help and support, you give them the grace and give them the time the same way I'm doing for you. And that's how we move as a community. That's how we build and that's how we progress and so forth. And also, I guess, like I always tell me, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't, I don't do a lot of, I don't go out. I don't go to parties. I don't do that. So a lot of the time, this is my release. Like, this is how I, like, like an artist likes to paint. I like to, I like to build people. That's what I like to do. I like to invest in people and build them up and, and help them be the better version of themselves. And that's, again, a way of me being able to express myself and express all this knowledge and information and all this stuff that lives in my head and so forth and it's nice to see someone go from you know from a from from one thing to another and and see how you can you know turn turn those rough edges smooth and support people and and, and I enjoy it so yeah I guess sometimes it can be a bone of contention sometimes it can be an issue um and 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 rightly so I'm not saying what what Miriam's saying is wrong, like rightly so, you know, within a within a um within marriage and so forth, you have to respect your partner and um you have to make sure that, you know, I'm not out here trying to save the world and, you know, my, my house is collapsing or I haven't got time for for, you know, people around me and so forth. But at the same time I feel like in life, are you really living if you're not expressing yourself? Um, like, and, and that's just one of the ways I like to express myself and it's not harming anybody. It's not, it's not, it's doing good. Do you know what I mean? But again, you have to be careful on how, how you do good and who you help and how often you do it to make sure it's not a detriment to, to others. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with what Emmanuel says. And, you know, there are people that he, that have come into, into his life and, you know, he's taken like more of a vested interest in them to help them. I think there's no problem with that I just feel like again there's boundaries there has to be boundaries especially when you're married it's not necessarily about um sorry my kids leaving their their tablets on loud 
it's not necessarily about not helping them the best way. I just feel like if you if you're single, you can do what you want. You're helping someone. It's not a problem. There's no one checking up. There's no one, um, you know, not necessarily checking up. I guess checking up on you. There's no one wondering where you are. There's no one. Or even if you have a partner, because you're not living together and stuff, it's not really like there's someone expecting you to be here at a certain time and stuff like that. I just feel like when you're helping people, especially people of the opposite sex, there just has to be boundaries. It just has to be like, okay, if you're going to help that person, just say, tell your partner if you're going to meet that person tell your partner you can help them you know have your conversations do whatever you want do zooms maybe like it doesn't always have to be fake maybe for me I just see things differently because um in as much as yes I agree that face-to-face meetings have to happen make phone calls zooms emails and stuff it, it can't in in infringe on like to the point where, you know, if your partner has an issue with it, that you don't take on board their concerns because then it it, it feeds that person's, you know, potentially feeds that person's insecurities of, oh my gosh, like why are you spending so much? I understand that they need help and stuff like that. But I guess when you look at it, some therapists, they have more clients that are needier than some clients. So they have to invest a lot more time in the therapist and stuff. I just feel like, again, with therapists, they have boundaries that they've set so that there is there's a clear line between this is just help and it's nothing more than help. We can't start coming into each other's personal spaces. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what we're missing. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like she said a lot there, but I, 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 I get, I get what you're saying. I, I just feel like, I, I just feel like at the same time, like, as long as it's not affecting me as a father, me as a husband, me as I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at home. I'm not, not out. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? I feel like, um, but I think sometimes it's all in the eyes of the, of the individual. Like, for example, um, like Talifa, for example, like when I met Talifa, um, one of my mentees, like where she was in her mind, in her confidence, like she was so far away. And now, you know, she's like after what? A year and a half, two years, she's now at a point where she's she's earning double what she was earning before. Mm-hmm. She's confident. She's able to, you know, talk in meetings. She's she's confident to, you know, express herself. She has dreams and goals that she's working towards. She's changed her spending habits. She's focused. She's and even when she falls off, she's able to pick herself back up because mm-hmm. she's learned the the mechanisms in order to say, okay, I've fallen off today, but that doesn't mean I have to continue falling off for the rest of the week or the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so forth. And I and if you spoke to her now and spoke to her before, you'd see the difference. Mm-hmm. But it took time. It took time. It took calls. It took messages. It took it took um, meetings. It took. Do you know what I mean? But for me, I feel like. When I see that, I'm like, that's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm encouraged, you know what I mean? So I feel like, yes, you know, especially once you're married, especially once you have, you know, a family and so forth. And when you have a partner, you have to respect them and so forth. Um, so I, to- I totally agree with that. But I feel like at the same time, you know, everyone's an adult, do you know what I mean? And as long as everyone's an adult and know what they're doing, and know how to know how to behave themselves and not in the streets causing embarrassment or causing shame or doing stuff on a that's you know offensive i feel like you know we should all, re- all respect or all respect that yeah i mean like i think this is one topic within our marriage that i think we just see differently 
just because of how we grew up and how we approach friendships. Mm. And that's something that, you know, um, we've, we've both clearly identified. Um, so yeah, I think it's just something that we will probably speak about because in a marriage communication is very important and you need to speak and you need to express yourself regardless of whether you like what the person's going to say. Because sometimes if you don't say anything, the resentment builds mm -hmm. and then it will just cause issues further down the line or something that wasn't a big issue in the first place. So I think friendships, communications, it's just something that as marriage continues and you get older and older, that is just something that you just talk about. There's, and there's other topics to talk about. There's kids, there's money, there's finances, there's future plans, future goals and things like that. So as long as there's open communication between both of you and you come to a general consensus of what is agreeable between both of you, then it's not a problem. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So I guess to end out, like, what, what's your thoughts on, like, pe people having friends of the, the opposite sex, like, friends? So obviously I'm talking about more helping helping people and mentorship and, and trying to guide people. And obviously, like you said, there has to be boundaries and so forth. What's your thoughts in regards to like people that have like, like if I had a girl best friend or you had a guy best friend or these types of things or even just friends of the opposite sex and, you know, what's your thoughts about it? Again, I feel like everyone can have friends of the opposite sex. There's just, again, there's, there has to be boundaries because I feel like you might come with a certain mindset but you don't know what that person's mindset is. They might be here, yeah, they want to be friends, but they might just start getting feelings for you and then what happens then? If you don't put boundaries in place in the first instance and those boundaries get crossed, then you're like, oh, I'm potentially going to lose a friend or I'm going to pretend that, do you know what I mean? Again, I think everything, in everything you do, there has to be boundaries. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think um, there has there has to be boundaries and and so forth. Um, but again, me as a person, um, I'm just not a guy that just likes to only hang with guys. I'm just I'm just not like that. Um, so I enjoy company of females. Um, I've just always done that in my life. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just saying. I'm at the end of the day, me. I can only talk my truth. I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know about everyone else. I can only I can only talk my truth. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I think, like you said, it has to be respectful. It has to make sure that it makes sense. And, you know, it, like, you know, I think my, my female friends are very aware and very, very, um, I think they're very thoughtful into your feelings and how you feel and so forth and um, how they communicate with me. For example, you know, I think a lot of them now call me a lot less and speak to me a lot less out of respect to you. I see them a lot less, again, out of respect to you. Um, so I feel like, you know, we've made adjustments because um, I think before there was a bit too much. Email need help with this, and I will go and da 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 And um, I think, you know, you felt like I was being a surrogate man for... Oh, he's a surrogate man for a lot of people. Don't ask him like I was thinking he is. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we do, these are the things that, you know... That, yeah. This is just marriage 101. This is just how we are, yeah. Um, but again, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let us know your thoughts down below. I know loads of people are going to agree with Miriam and loads of people are going to... Um, the bad guy or whatever, we'll see. But yeah, let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are. Um, if you are, you know, in a relationship or if you're married, like, how do you deal with friendships, like, both both male and female? And, like, obviously platonic relation because sometimes even like 
some some guys hang with their mandem too much and and that can be a problem so it's not just a like in our cases that's not necessarily the problem but um in some cases it, it can be you hang with your mandem too much and you want to always play, go football your mandem play games and, and with your girls and, da, 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 and your partner feels left out and so forth so let us know how do you you know how do you guys kind of explore this how do you make sure it works for you how do you make sure that you know you there are boundaries set what are the boundaries what do you think crosses the line you know what do you think is okay how you know what i mean are you would you like sleep over like as a married man at your girlfriend's house <laughs> that's a question if, 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 uh, I know we're wrapping up but um, would you would you no would you so if you had a if you had a guy friend mm-hmm. why where's my husband oh my goodness where's your wife I don't know I don't know I don't know okay let's say let's say let's say you're working mm-hmm. you're working work colleague mm-hmm. you're at a convention or you're doing stuff mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. you're working late would you would you fall asleep and you fell asleep? Like, would you would you feel like you'd done something wrong? If I was at a convention, I'd have a hotel room. I'd be going to my hotel room. Yeah, but let's say you wanted to work together, mm-hmm. so one went to one's room or whatever, and then. But the thing is, that's where I'm different, right? If if you're a male colleague, I wouldn't go to another guy's room by myself, regardless of whether we were work colleagues or not. I just wouldn't. That's just not who I am. I wouldn't be comfortable in that situation. Mm. So I wouldn't do it. And right, I don't know how many women would be like, oh, come and sit in my room if there weren't other people in there. So I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't be comfortable doing it. If we're going to meet, let's have a meeting room. Let's go down to the bar. Let's sit down and talk, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. So if, for example, like, let's say, let's say it's late, there's no Ubers, there's no, like, there's no, you're looking, there's no Ubers, there's no, there's no taxis at that time or whatever. And, you know, your friend lives around the corner. What would you do? I, I, to be fair, I don't know. I, I think I would call my husband and be like, hey, can you come and pick me up? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I would do. Because I have my husband to say, hey, I'm stuck. I can't get home. Can you please come and get me? Our husband's wonderful. Think so, about my husband's. Um, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out. Yeah. I'm not saying that one's right or wrong. But yeah, these are the types of things people like, you know, and one of the big things that, you know, you find, you know, you're in a relationship that like, you've got to think about the other person, that like, it's no longer about just yourself and what makes you happy or the things that you think you're, you're doing. And even if you know that, for example, you've got a female friend and you know that nothing's going to happen or whatever, there's still boundaries and still things that you have to consider to make sure that you know your partner is comfortable as well you know what i mean and so forth so i think these are the things that you know you have to go through you have to think about and you have to keep having conversations on so like i said in the in the comments below let us know what your thoughts are what you're thinking and um yeah we look forward to seeing you on the next one yep great yep great (laughs) good chat see you later thanks